Nearly 160 million people received an economic impact payment. But what about those who did not? Tune in to Tax Justice Warriors to find out more. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. As I stated previously, 160 million people or thereabouts have received the economic impact payment, or some people refer to it as a stimulus payment. It was generally $1,200 per qualifying adult and $500 for each dependent child. There are possibilities that there could be a second round of economic payments, but that is still being decided in Congress, and just what the provisions will be are to be determined. But what about the issues where an individual was supposed to receive a payment or should qualify, but they have not? Now, there are a couple categories that I am referring to specifically of people who are addressed that should not have received it. There are those who have been told that they should return their payment and should not have received it as time went on. And then there are those people who generally should qualify but still have not received any payment at all. The first category of people that I'm referring to are those who are spelled out in the law itself that they should not have received payments, are people who were owing money to back child support. Those individuals were the only ones spelled out as having a government debt that should have an effect on the economic impact payment or ITIN holders were specifically a group of people that were carved out that should not receive the economic impact payment. Now, later on, there were IRS FAQs that stated that decedents should not qualify and prisoners should not qualify to receive the economic impact payment, that if they received such a payment that they should return it to the IRS. The IRS gave instructions on what addresses to send those payments back to them. And those are people who were specifically selected as ones who should not be receiving their payments. Then there are people who did not receive payments at all or who have had issues. And some of these have contacted Kansas Legal Services to try and get assistance. And I have given guidance as best I can, but for people who filed an injured spouse claim, those are people who have had issues with their tax return processed or the injured spouse claim being processed. So that has caused an issue with receiving the economic impact payment. There are issues of domestic violence victims or just in general when a 
married couple gets divorced or separated, it has sometimes happened where the primary taxpayer may still be at the address and they received the economic impact payment for the entire family and the other spouse and those children that may have broken away from that other spouse, they have received nothing. And so it sometimes falls to family law or divorce cases that it involves that court to sort out who should receive which money. Additionally, ones who were specifically carved out were any dependents who were not minors. So generally, adult disabled dependents did not qualify for even the dependent portion of the economic impact payment. So if someone claimed them as a dependent on the tax return to receive that $500 or something like that, then there is the possibility that would have interfered for that adult individual to claim their own $1,200 payment. Now, the IRS FAQs have their own issues that I want to get into on a later episode, but part of the problem is that in the 2008 round of stimulus payments, there were not issues for decedents or prisoners who received their own payments. They did not have to return them. And now it seems as if there is opinion that there are issues there within either the IRS or members of Congress, whether this is some kind of political shift But part of their issue is that it was not spelled out in the law at this point that the strongest place anyone can point to are the IRS FAQs. Now, there has been some litigation arising from the economic impact payments. For example, the children of ITIN holders, that there has been a class action filed and there has been review of prisoner or dependent classes or individual plaintiff actions resulting from the economic impact payments. Now for quite a while there are updates that the IRS has related to the coronavirus. They set up the portal on their website for non-filers, and there has been confusion about who should even go on there to update their information and see about getting a payment. It is my understanding at this point that the portal would create a return, I think as if they had filed with $1 of income, but it's set up an electronic 2019 tax return for that individual as if they were using the IRS free file through their website. And so individuals who were still planning to file often had to file either a amended return or a superseding return to get their information to the IRS. 
and the superseding return needed to be done before July 15 so that it was filed during the filing season. Now, some of the main relief provided is there is a phone number 1-800-919-9835. It is my understanding that there have been long wait times. Uh, the average, I believe, was about 35, 36 minutes. But then there have also been reports that when taxpayers have called in, that they did not get anything other than general guidance that was available on the IRS website and did not necessarily receive assistance. There is IRS Form 3911, a taxpayer statement regarding a refund that potentially could be filed, though if an individual did not receive this as a notice from this with a notice from the IRS, they may not have an address or fax number to submit it to the IRS. So I would tell people as some advice that if they had a issue with a spouse where that individual received the economic impact payment and they had not filed a 2019 tax return yet, to get that 2019 tax return filed so that they had a separate return on file with the IRS to show there is a history that they have a separate household, but then also letting people know as a worst-case scenario that the economic impact payment is actually an advance on their 2020 tax return as a refund that they should be able to receive it during next tax season, but that is little consolation to people who are needing it now. Well, on July 31st, Aaron Collins, the new National Taxpayer Advocate, filed a blog stating that now the IRS has established procedures to correct economic impact payments in five specific scenarios. Scenario one, eligible individuals who used the non-filer tool and claimed at least one qualifying child but did not receive the qualifying child portion of the EIP. The IRS will issue supplemental EIPs with respect to those qualifying children in the coming weeks. Scenario two, Eligible individuals who filed Form 8379 Injured Spouse Allocation or can complete and return the Form 8379 and did not receive an EIP. The IRS will issue the injured spouse's portion of the EIP in the coming weeks. Scenario 3. Eligible individuals whose EIP was based on a 2018 or 2019 tax return where the IRS adjusted the return for a math error that negatively impacted the original amount of the EIP, such as qualifying child, adjusted gross income, or filing status. The IRS can work with the taxpayer to resolve the math error and, if appropriate, issue a payment for the additional EIP amount. Scenario 4. Eligible individuals who are victims of identity theft and did not receive an EIP 
or did not receive the correct EIP amount. The IRS will adjust the EIP once the identity theft issue is resolved. Scenario 5. Eligible individuals who did not receive an EIP because they filed a joint return with a deceased or incarcerated spouse and their EIP payment was not issued, was returned, or was canceled. The IRS will recalculate the EIP and issue it only to the non-deceased, non-incarcerated spouse. The IRS will begin making direct deposits and mailing checks in the upcoming weeks. For those who received a prior payment, the additional payment generally will be made in the same manner as the first. However, if the taxpayer previously received a debit card, the reissued EIP will be sent by paper check. Now, this will begin for the Taxpayer Advocate Service on August 10, 2020, and I do think this is welcome news for the low-income taxpayer clinics to work with the Taxpayer Advocate Service on these scenarios, though when sharing with Nina Olson, the, the prior National Taxpayer Advocate, she generally was saying that it was too little too late, that Erin Collins had said in her blog that there were there was nothing that the Taxpayer Advocate Service could do to assist taxpayers when the IRS did not have a process to resolve EIP cases. That Nina was telling me that that did not stop the Taxpayer Advocate Service from working cases in the past, that they set up procedures to work with certain departments in the IRS as it is. So she is... At this point, over one year from working in her post as the National Taxpayer Advocate, so she no longer has restrictions on her communications and will be posting a blog post about these issues soon if it has not already been posted this week. So I wanted to give you these updates that... There are issues with the economic impact payments, especially ones to be aware of if there is a second round. There is assistance currently available, but I would agree for the people who have not received their payments and need them, it is certainly small consolation if those payments are not coming to them. So I certainly hope that this has informed you and I want to thank you for tuning again to Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.